Have you ever thought about the words we associate with Christmas? How about these words? Peace, hope, joy. We joy to the world, the Lord has come, let heaven and nature sing. Hark, the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king, peace on earth, and mercy mild, God and sinners reconcile. The little town of Bethlehem, in thy dark streets shineth the everlasting light, the hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. Peace, hope, joy, these came to earth in the birth of Jesus at his first advent. But there is another word that is so important at Christmas and every day, and that is the word grace. Grace. Grace is the unmerited favor of God. Grace is God's kindness showed to man when he did not do anything to deserve it. Everything about the Christmas story, about the coming of Jesus speaks of God's amazing grace. It was God acting in grace that spoke to the Old Testament prophets about a coming Savior who would bring God's forgiveness and restore a broken relationship with mankind. It was God's, it was God acting in grace that gave Zacharias and Elizabeth a son named John in Hebrew, Jonah who would open the door to the New Testament through the preaching of repentance and faith in the Lamb of God. And it was God acting in grace that chose a young Jewish girl named Mary to bear the Son of God and bring Him into the world. It was all because of God's grace. And today, I want us to keep grace in mind as we look at Mary's gift to God and continue our series on person of interest Person of interest from Luke chapter 1, and we're going to look today at Mary. Let's see, Luke chapter 1, would you pray with me for just a moment, and then I'll be dealing with different verses there as we continue our series and listen for God's voice in His Word. Let's pray. Thank you, Father, for the wonderful story of Christmas. We saw that video and the little baby lying there. Lord, you came into the world as a little baby. You were the king of kings, but you came as a little baby. A human baby, divine but human, and you needed an earthly mother. And Mary stepped up, and Mary was willing to do whatever you'd called her to do. I pray that that same kind of heart would be in us today that this Christmas we would be carrying Jesus to our world so that those who walk in darkness can see and have the light of life. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Now in the story of God's choice of Mary to be the earthly mother of Jesus, we see the two essential ingredients, ingredients necessary for our own salvation. Faith and Grace. We see in verses 26 through 28, chapter 1. Now, in the sixth month, of course, that's the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was what? Joseph. I want to make sure you're with me. Joseph. 
of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. The angel to Mary, rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Gabriel was God's messenger of grace. Months earlier, Gabriel had appeared to Zacharias, the old Jewish priest, with the message that his prayer had been heard and he and his wife Elizabeth would have a son. Why did God choose Zacharias and Elizabeth? They were certainly not in for them to but that's what God specializes the story of grace you look at appeared to Mary he told her that God had highly favored her highly favored that's another way of saying grace what did Mary do to deserve God's favor God's grace she did nothing Mary was just a young Jewish girl her Hebrew name was Miriam and here she was somewhere between 12 and 15 years old living her life waiting for the man of her dreams Joseph with whom she would spend her life Luke tells us that Mary and Joseph were betrothed now betrothal was like our engagement period, but much more, more serious. Betrothal was the first of two stages in the marriage union. Betrothal began with a written agreement between two fathers, the father of the bride and the father of the groom, and money was paid to, uh, by the father of the groom to the father of the bride for the bride. After the contract was made at that point, the bride and groom could be legally called husband and wife, although they had not come together yet. That marriage contract could only be broken after they were officially betrothed through a writ of divorce. Now, about a year later after the betrothal, the actual marriage ceremony took place, culminating with the groom taking his bride back to their home where they would consummate the marriage. Like most young ladies, I'm sure Mary looked forward to her wedding day with great excitement. The official day when she and Joseph would take that final step together into their new home, their new life, and their physical union of marriage. But that's not what happened here. God interrupted Mary's plan with a much greater plan. A plan not just for one young couple, but for the whole world forever. Look at verses 29. When Mary saw Gabriel, she said to him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. And then the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you, there's that word again, you have found what? Are you, come on, stay with me. You have found favor with God. Mary, you found favor. That's another word for what? Grace, grace. Mary, you have found grace with God. You have found the grace of God. Mary, you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb 
and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. Can you imagine how Mary must have felt when this angel from God completely redirected the course of her life and future with one sentence? You will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. What a wonderful blessing. The blessing of a baby boy. Who wouldn't be excited for God to send an angel with a message, you're going to have a son. You know, I remember four times, all four times, when my wife said to me, honey, we're going to have another baby. Each and every time she said, we're expecting a baby. It was exciting to me. It's an exciting time when babies are born. Each one of our children that we have has been a special and unique blessing from God. Each of our three sons and daughters have different personalities and different gifts, but they have been the greatest treasures of our lives. It's exciting when babies are born. The psalmist said, Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior, so are the children of one's youth. Happy is the man who has his quiver full of them. Having our children has given me a greater appreciation for my wife, a greater gratitude to God for the honor of being a father, and a greater understanding of God's love as a father. Raising children, folks, is work, and most of it's on-the-job training, and we make some mistakes, and we learn from them, and when we have the first one, it prepares us for the second, second one, but nothing could have prepared Mary for what God, through His grace, had chosen her to do. This was no ordinary birth announcement, and this was certainly no ordinary baby, Mary's little baby would be the Son of God, the Messiah, the Savior of the world. Verse 32, Gabriel said, He will be great and will be called the Son of the Highest, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. Wow! The announcement of the Messiah's birth. This was the king of Israel, born in the line of King David, born to rule and reign over Israel and ultimately rule over the entire earth. After more than a thousand years of praying and hoping for God to send a Savior into the world, the angel Gabriel made the announcement. The Messiah, the King of Kings is coming and you, Mary, you have been favored with God. You have found God's grace to be the instrument of His coming. He's not going to come down from heaven in a chariot of fire. He will not descend upon a cloud. He will come down from heaven just to be born just like any other baby boy. And you, Mary, you will carry Him and you will birth Him. And when he is born, you will call him Jesus. The Hebrew word Yeshua or Joshua. Because through him, Mary, God's grace is brought to an undeserving world. Through Jesus, through the grace of God, Jesus came. Mary carried him. And when he was born, he was God saves. That's what Yeshua means. God saves. John said, 
And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And, be, and we beheld His glory. We saw, when we looked at Jesus, we saw the grace and glory of God. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. What a birth announcement. Gabriel announced to Mary that she was carrying a baby boy. <laughs> now, this was different than when my wife told me that I would be a father. You know, Mary could not say, like my wife said to me, Honey, we're going to have a child. And I was so excited. But she, Mary could not say to Joseph, Hey, Joseph, we're expecting a baby. For the first thing, for, for the first thing they, were, they had not come together to consummate their marriage. For the second thing, it was not Joseph's baby. So can you see the, in Mary, not, it's no wonder she was troubled when the angel Gabriel came to her. She was excited, but she was wondering, what's going to happen next? But God was in charge of all of it. And let me emphasize, let me say again that Luke emphasized the fact that Mary was a virgin. That's the Greek word parthenos. And without exception, parthenos means a woman who has not had physical relations with a man. It was translated from the Hebrew word Alma in the Old Testament. means that she was a virgin. So, her, so the birth of Jesus through Mary was what? It was a miracle, a miracle. God had foretold this miracle Hundreds of years, 700 years before Gabriel announced the plan to Mary. He spoke through the prophet Isaiah. Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Mary and Joseph were betrothed. They were not living together. They were not doing anything that would cause Mary to have a baby. It was a miracle. It was a miracle of grace. Verse 34. Then Mary said to the angel, How can this be since I do not know a man? The, Gabriel said, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. And now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And, thus, and this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren. Read that last sentence with me. For with God, nothing will be impossible. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? That with God, nothing is impossible? Folks, God is the God of miracles. For us, th things are, Listen, we talk about mir miraculous in a lot of different ways. Well, it was a miracle that I you know, got from this place to the other in that line of traffic. It was a miracle. We talk about miracles that way. But a miracle is something that only God can do that is unexplainable in any other way than just saying God did it. God is the God of miracles. And do you know God wants to work miracles in our lives today? Do you know that? He is the same as He was then. And God still wants to do miraculous things for us just as He did for people of that day when Jesus walked this earth like that song Mary did you know that beautiful song the blind saw the deaf heard the lame walked because God through his miraculous power Jesus being God in the flesh through his miraculous power touched and healed people today his name means God saves God delivers God is in the saving business and Jesus 
is in, has come into this world to give people an opportunity to know Him and His saving grace. Galatians, Paul said in Galatians 4, When the fullness of time had come, God sent forth His Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons through the sons of God, through Mary, God was going to bring his, his only begotten Son to the world so that you and I and everyone who will accept His offer of grace and believe in Jesus as the Savior of the world, we will receive His forgiveness and be brought into a love relationship with God as His sons and daughters. Why did God send His only begotten Son to the world? So that you could become His sons and daughters. That's good news, amen? That's good news. No wonder it's called the gospel. Gospel means good news because it is good news that this baby came, the Son of God came so that we could be the sons and daughters of God. Now that's the miracle of the, of the new birth, an act of God's grace through faith in Jesus that makes us the objects of His divine favor. What did Mary do to receive, to deserve God's favor? She did nothing. And that's the way it is when God shows favor to us. We can do nothing to earn it. We do not deserve it. But God offers us salvation out of grace simply because He loves us. We were not born with a holy nature. We all inherited that sin nature. And as God said, we were sinners falling short of His glory. Then Paul said, but God demonstrates His own love toward us. And that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. We were not born with desire for God. But as God said, we were instead children of wrath, deserving judgment. But Paul said, but God, who is rich in glory because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ, for by grace you have been saved. The peace, the hope, the joy that the world needed then and the world desperately needs now is found in that baby that Mary carried within her and brought into the world. Someone might say, but that's impossible. It's impossible today for God to do anything with this old troubled world. I mean, it's so wicked. Everything's too far gone. There's too much evil. But what did Gabriel say, the messenger from God? With God, nothing is impossible. How could God love a world that's so wicked? We're in the worst shape. I, could, I cannot even believe how morally bankrupt we are. We are in such a bad shape. How could God love a world that's become so wicked that has rejected Him so openly? Again, it's a matter of God's grace. It was God's grace that brought the message of salvation to this world. It was God's grace that planted the tiny Savior within the body of Mary. It was God's grace that brought Mary and Joseph together and used them to bring Jesus into the world. It was God's grace that led Jesus to live his life and give his life as a sacrifice for our sins, to suffer, bleed, and die on the cross to make it possible for us to be forgiven. It was God's grace that brings us eternal life through his glorious resurrection. And it was God's grace that transforms us 
the enemies of God into the children of God. And it is God's grace that gives us the peace, hope, and joy of His salvation in the assurance that when this life is over, we will be forever with Jesus in His kingdom. Folks, Christmas is a miracle. And if you want to see a Christmas miracle, you can look at me. I'm a miracle. If you want to look at a miracle, if you want to see a miracle, look at yourself in the mirror and see what God has done in your life. Because that's the modern day miracle that is still taking place. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord Jesus will be saved. Yes, God's still working miracles of grace and He wants to do it through us today. A Christmas story. A story of grace. Faith in God's grace changes everything, folks. It still does. And Mary showed us what can happen when we give ourselves to God as instruments of His grace. Verse 38. Then Mary said, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. And now Mary, then she arose in those days, and she went into the hill country with haste to a city of Judah and entered the house of Zacharias and greeted Elizabeth. And it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary that the baby within Elizabeth leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And she spoke out with a loud voice and she said, Blessed are you among women, Mary. And blessed is the fruit of your womb. But why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For indeed, as soon as the voice of your greeting sounded in my ears, the baby leaped in my womb for joy. Blessed is, he, is she who believed, for there will be a fulfillment of those things which were told her from the Lord. And of course, Mary said then, My soul magnifies the Lord. And my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior, for he has regarded the lowly state of his maidservant. For behold, from now on, all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things to me, and holy is his name. Both Elizabeth and Mary had been given a promise by God. Each of them had a miraculous birth. Elizabeth would have a baby when it was physically impossible for her to conceive. And Mary would have a baby when she was still a virgin and it was impossible for her to conceive. John's birth was a fulfillment of God's promise. That, and so was the birth of Jesus. But Jesus' birth was so much more. Mary accepted everything God had for her. She willingly carried Jesus and brought him into the world. And we who have received Jesus in our hearts by faith, we've also been called to carry Jesus into our world. And that's our faith promise today. Would you read it, read it with me? Ready? Go. When we carry Jesus into our world, we display the grace of God that can change lives forever. You see, Jesus, faith in Jesus changes everything. God's grace changed everything. Everything. 
and it still does. As believers who are favored by God, we have the tremendous honor of having Jesus live within our hearts and the great privilege of bringing Him and His grace and His peace, hope, and joy into a world that desperately needs Him. Think about the people in your world, folks. How many of them are really enjoying and celebrating hope, peace, love, joy, life of Christmas? To, to how many people do you know is Christmas a real miracle? Not many, I'm sure. The light that has come into your life needs to be in their lives. And the only way they're going to see it is for us to carry Jesus into their world. When we do that, we can depend upon Him to do a miracle in their lives as well. We can see a life transformed by His grace and mighty power. Just as it was a miracle when Jesus was born, so it is a miracle when a person repents of their sin and calls upon Him and receives Jesus by faith and is born again. And that's how the miracle of the first Christmas becomes a miracle today when we, like Mary, are willing to give our lives to God and bring Jesus into our world. Mike Hermannstorfer was clutching his pregnant wife's hand in a Colorado hospital on Christmas Eve 2010 when she stopped breathing. Mike's wife, Tracy, went into cardiac arrest during labor. Doctors told him, we're going to take your son out now. We've been unable to revive her, so we have to do this now to save the baby, he recalled. After the C-section, some of the team rushed his wife to the operating room while the others handed him his son. He cradled his newborn, but his body was absolutely lifeless. The doctors feverishly worked to revive the baby as Mike, that father, held him. And soon, the baby began to breathe. And not long after that, he learned his wife had unexplainably started breathing again. It was a miracle. Mike said, my legs went out from underneath me. I had everything in the world taken from me. And in an hour and a half, I had everything given to me. Mike said, it was the hand of God. And Tracy said, it was a miracle birth. The whole Christmas story is a miracle. Christmas is a miracle. And because Jesus was born just the way He was born, the miracle of peace, hope, joy, and life is possible for all who will believe it, who will believe in Him. Jesus' birth changed everything. And if we have received Jesus, He's changed everything in our life now and in our future. This Christmas, how much peace joy do you truly have in your life maybe christmas is a sad time for you because of loss it was almost for this man mike in our story his wife and baby boy had died and had to be brought back to life but god gave them back mike said in an hour and a half i lost everything and then i gained it back if you have jesus folks listen no matter what happens in this life you can have Peace, hope, and joy when you trust His promises because you know that this life is not all there is. There's so much more. If Jesus has kept His promise to save you, then He will keep His promise to rescue you from this life 
and give you an eternity of peace, hope, and joy in heaven. That's the greatest of all promises. And like Mary, we just need to accept his grace and say, God, whatever you want from me, I'm willing to do. Like Mary, God wants to use you to carry the good news of his son into the world so that someone this Christmas can find eternal life. That's the miracle of Christmas. Read this verse with me. For God so loved the world, gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Would you bow with me? Jesus came into this world for you. He was God's gift to you. If you don't have anything in the whole world and you have Jesus, you have everything. He's the greatest gift ever given. And Jesus gave everything he had for you. Everything. He, he, he bled and died on the cross to pay for your sins so that you could have a door opened to heaven and eternal life. Would you walk through that door? Would you receive what God did through his grace? You didn't deserve the blood of Jesus, but it was shed for you. Someone had to pay for your sins. If you believe Jesus died for you on the cross, if you'll just receive Him as your Savior, believe He rose from the dead, if you believe He has life everlasting to give you, if you would call upon Him as your Savior and Lord and receive Him into your heart and life, it'll change everything. Maybe you'd like to do that. Why don't you pray with me and say, Jesus, I call upon you as humbly as I know how. I believe you died on the cross for me. I believe you gave everything for me. I ask you to forgive me for my sins. Today I give you my life, my heart. I give you everything I have. And I say to you, Jesus, whatever you want to do, I'll do. Today I accept you as my Savior. And I promise to follow you the rest of my life. I pray with your peace, hope, joy, and love today. Thank you for the miracle of Christmas. Boy, if you prayed that prayer and you, you meant it, Jesus has come into your heart and everything is changing right now. The birth of Jesus in your life, the new birth, changes everything. Now, what about the people in your, in your life, maybe in your family, maybe among your friends? For them, Christmas is such a miserable time for them, and they, they really need Jesus to come and bring what they're missing today. Why don't you pray for them right now, and why don't you ask God, God, what can I do to help them find the peace, love, joy, and hope of Christmas, what can I do, Jesus? What do you want me to do? I'm willing to do it. You pray for them and then let God use you. Father, I thank you for what you've taught us today in your word. Help us all, all be like Mary saying, here I am, the servant of the Lord. Whatever you want, Lord, I'll do. Help us bring the miracle of Christmas to others. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's sing, Brother Steve.
Stand with us as we sing together. Go tell the mountain. If I can help you, I'll be at the front to pray for you. Encourage you anyway I can. Go tell it on the mountain, over the hills and everywhere. Go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born.